0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your places call. All right, everybody, back to one. Standby lights one and sound one.
1: Camera speeding. Audio speeding. Lights and sound. Go. And action. Hey, everybody. What's up? Welcome back to Pretend World Real People. I am Tyler.
0: And I'm Stephanie.
1: And we are coming in a little bit later than usual this week due to an awesome holiday weekend. Uh, Steph wasn't in state. Steph, where were you?
0: Ah, uh, I was visiting a friend in L.A. Um, I got invited out last minute and I said, why the hell not? So, yeah. Uh. <laughs>
1: she went to L.A. L.A. <laughs> and how was the beach? Uh,
0: listen, mister, <laughs> uh, it was delightful. Maybe I got sunburned, maybe I didn't. You
1: have that Vin Diesel hue to you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: First compliment you could ever give anybody
1: okay the jordana brewster <laughs> all right that's slightly a brown that's a bit Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, no it's a good weekend but yes uh, uh you guys had fun well you worked
1: didn't you so yeah i worked i didn't have a whole lot of crazy stuff going on that's a that's okay uh because we made up for a lot of that uh, me working during holiday weekend by interviewing this week's guest. Who did we have for this week?
0: Oh, man. So, um, Tyler and I have been, well, kind of been to watch. We, we made it last as best we could. Um, this TV show Warrior and, uh, we, the, this guy was one of the characters in it and, uh, he's an amazing actor. Um, and really excited to talk to him. Kenneth Falk, um, it joined us today. Oh, and we do, uh, there are spoilers because we talk about what? Warrior a lot, so, uh, fair warning, if you haven't watched it and you want to watch it, we talk, yeah, maybe l- wait to listen to this one.
1: Yeah, go watch the, go watch the show, it's what, 20 episodes? Yeah. First two seasons? Yeah. And the third one, hopefully soon?
0: Not according to Ken.
1: Uh, hey, Shannon Lee, can we speed this up? <laughs> <laughs> we need
2: more of this show. <laughs>
0: Anyway, here's Ken. Ken, why don't you tell us who you are and what you do? Uh,
2: yeah, uh, my name is Kenneth Hawk. I'm uh, a South African. I um, did some acting in South Africa. I F- was fortunate enough to actually start with local productions. And gradually, as Hollywood saw South Africa as a really viable uh, destination, um, and especially Cape Town, uh, Cape Town, if you guys haven't heard of it, uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, but uh it's it's really a beautiful city. So most of the productions started coming to South Africa um, and Cape Town. Um, and it was a really good opportunity to get through the door with these international productions. I mean, these are big budget productions. Um and yeah, I, I think I really reveled in that opportunity to work with the best. Um you know, I remember my first foray into the uh, to the Hollywood side of things was with William H Macy, um, and that was nerve-wracking as as hell. But it, it certainly gives you a, a different perspective of what and who you can work with in the industry. So that kind of wet my appetite to to where I am today.
0: That's awesome. How did you get started? Like what? What inspired you um, to even like look at theater or film or anything?
2: Yeah, you know, this really came by accident. I never thought in my younger days that I'd want to get into acting. Um, I mean, I, I was actually a vegetable farmer before my, my dad was a vegetable wow. farmer. Uh, you know, successful business. And he obviously wanted to his son to take the reins. My brother was already working uh, as, as with him. Um, And I thought, okay, well, not really my thing, but the business is set up, good to go. You just slot in in there. And uh, I agreed with my dad to do it for a year. I did it for a year and I hated it. Mm -hmm. It, Taking care of vegetables is like taking care of a kid. I mean, you cannot neglect those little guys. (laughs) So, um, but I'm glad I I, I tried and I didn't enjoy it. Um, But then afterwards, uh, I saw this this uh, advert for for uh, TV presenting, and I thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting. And I did the course, and after I completed it, I thought, you know, this kind of fun being in front of camera. Um, and I asked, is there any course that I could do uh, acting? Um, and they suggested this drama school they just opened up, um, which I did. Did the course, went uh, overseas, uh, traveling around Europe for. For a couple of years and then went back to South Africa and that's when I I mean I did a couple of you know I mean you in the UK and there's a big productions there I did a couple of things I think the biggest uh film I I did there was uh, I played an extra on James Bond's Die Another Day and I was you know fresh out of drama school and I'm on this huge set with Kiss Brosnan uh, and with these big toys 007 toys tanks helicopters you name it And it was awesome you know and um, then I went back to South Africa and started really wanting to get stuck into it with um, I guess at that time you start building your resume up with local productions because that's what you can get um, to build your experience up Um, and when the international stuff came and they wanted to have an Asian whether it be, I mean, I've played Korean, Japanese, Chinese, uh, Malay, you name it. It's as long as you know the Asian face there. So it was a good thing in a way and a tough thing in another way because I think that puts you into the realm of okay, each of those ethnicities has their own uh, accents, their own tones, their own inf- own inflections, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it was really interesting to jump into that and. Uh, play around with it with the language or the accents at least um and uh had the opportunity of 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 doing these different characters on these big productions which is uh, a lot of fun yeah and i I mean we we truly found you
1: through uh the show warrior you know your your character jacob and and getting to see you perform and and really just break our hearts through
2: (laughs) Uh, so you watched the whole thing
1: (laughs) so i i'm curious what uh, i mean going from uh you know working on a vegetable farm to you know trying this out becoming an actor what's your what's your approach like do you feel like you know memorizing lines is just just kind of something to do and then you play with it on set or are you somebody who's pretty method with it? Like what's, what's your approach to uh, to performance?
2: Well, I, I think you touched on it from being a vegetable farmer to an actor. <laughs> it's, what? Hey, how, how do you get to that? Um, and I think I, I've, I've got a lot of, you know, questionable uh, uh, reactions from that. You can imagine, especially in a small town in, in South Africa uh, you know asian kid wanting to be an actor and it mm. was like i mean I, I think it's the whole the whole uh, typecasting thing or stereotype of uh, well you know you should be an accountant a lawyer a doctor etc etc but i was fortunate enough that my parents never put that uh pressure on me to to do that it was like whatever you want to do just do it and they let me do my thing so i'm very fortunate with that um but coming to to doing lines i think my wife always jokes with me saying, your memory, uh, it's terrible. I, I, she doesn't understand how I can remember my lines. Um, but I somehow manage, you know, I somehow managed to do it. But it's, I think for me, it kind of makes things easier when you, when it's a good script. Um, and it, things make sense. I mean, I've, I've had some scripts where you got a battle because it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense as in, within the character. Uh, so... Within that context, I mean, there's, you say method or am am I not method, the scene and spoiler alert for warrior, uh, people watching warrior, but um, penultimate episode of uh, season two, it was, you read it on paper and it was heartbreaking and it was an interesting observation to see. And often I, I love to, to see how things transpire from the page. Mm-hmm. to the screen because yeah. it's one thing on on the page but when you kind of go through the whole rigmarole of filming and there's so many different departments involved in putting something uh, you, you know together that's i mean you got costume you got makeup you've got everything dps cinematographers etc so when i was on set um i mean I hope you guys agree with me, but the set design and, and just the detail involved. Oh, yeah. It's one of the best sets I've ever been on. And even Justin Lin, the director himself, uh, Fast and the Furious 9 director himself said, it's one of the best sets he's been on. And I, I can really uh, take my hat off to those guys and said they did a fantastic job. So being on that set and with these extras that were really uh, shouting these these uh, these crude words and and really putting you in the moment, it really didn't take a lot to uh, to get yourself there. Yeah. Um, and it was really, I did a bit of research on 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 the because uh, this is loosely based on occurrences in in San Francisco and LA um, at the time, and and it was quite I never knew about this, and I think a lot of us n- didn't know about it until. And I'm I'm glad, you know, Shannon Lee was was talking about. How these depictions have never been really on, on, in at least Hollywood films and TV. Um, so this is really the first time, as far as I I know, that was depicted, um, and it was quite harrowing just to to know. I mean, I had the, the pleasure of just hearing cut after a couple of takes, um, but it really brings you to the time and, and place of what what could have happened, and. Um, it's pretty scary, to, to to say the least, to to look up and I mean the extras are great, just to have that animosity towards this character. Uh, scary in how this day and age, uh, what a hundred plus years later, and it's still kind of reflecting what what's going on right now, um, which is kind of scary. Uh, and and we shot this what 2019, so it was pre-pandemic. Um, And it's kind of crazy and disappointing at the same time that we haven't learned from all that, that we're still going through this um, today. So, yeah. So getting back to your question that to you just didn't have to act much. It's just look up and react, react. Yeah. Yeah. Did did it it. take you a while to to snap out of it
1: after that? Because that scene is one of the most harrowing scenes I, I step like we've ever. Witnessed. Yeah,
0: it was <laughs> it was awful, and you're like the whole time you're like, no, this can Somebody's gonna come in. Uh, Assam's yeah. gonna come in and kick ass. Well, something's gonna happen.
2: Yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, the one fan. Uh, one uh, fan said, yeah, they were expecting you know Assam to come and shoot the mm-hmm. rope down. Yeah, like a great kind of action film. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, you know, I when I first read the script. For that scene specifically. I mean the producers told me ahead um, of time before we started shooting like look this is what's going to happen and this is the demise of Jacob Um, and I read obviously I was disappointed. I'm like oh man Jacob dies Mm -hmm. Uh, but the way in which he went um, and how the big plot centers around Jacob's involvement in the whole murder. I thought you know what a way to go out Mm-hmm. Um, I'd rather have, have go out like that than have another season of yes miss thank you miss mm-hmm. can I help Do you know what I mean <laughs> so it was really uh if I had chosen a, a way to go out this was it and and I think when I saw him, young June and Hong come back in the end to get Jacob's body it was such a touching scene um even i watched i mean, i knew what was happening was going to happen but when i watched it i was like wow this is it's pretty powerful um and i hope you know i've had fans message me saying you know that scene was just or well, that episode was just so heartbreaking to watch and and uh i'm i'm glad they felt that way and you know when you watch something you want to be moved by something um and entertained and i think that's what warrior does so brilliantly it Entertaining, it has a political aspect. It has it has everything, um, mm-hmm. and it entertains. I think first and foremost, you want to be entertained, but it has these so many different layers, um, and and that's what I enjoyed about Warrior.
0: Um, I think it's interesting too, though, just uh, for any role that you get into. But I think specifically for that, um, because it is so hard does it take, I think what Tyler was asking too, is does it oh. take a while, um, to like, remember, okay, I'm not in that. I I'm, these people aren't actually awful humans that are yelling terrible things at me. Like I, I thought about it all the time while watching it. I'm like, how can people just say these? I know they're acting, but like, I can't even get myself to even pretend like I could say that, you know, and, oh
2: yeah, it was, yeah, sorry. I kind of diverted. That's from okay. Yeah, it, it was relatively quick to snap out of it because as soon as they yelled cut, I, I remember this one, I was just quite moved by this one extra. He came up to me and he said, you know, I'm sorry for what we did to you. Uh, I looked at your reactions to us and I felt so bad the way <sighs> we were treating you. Oh, no. But really great job on, on you know, how you were doing your thing. And that kind of, you know, brings you yeah. right back to that you're on set, you're all safe. And, and you, you know, an extra came to you and just kind of broke that 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 fourth wall type of thing. Yeah, um, which brings you back. Um, however, I went home. Uh, and I realized like my throat started getting sore. So how we shot that scene. I was actually raised up on a platform with the noose around my neck. And I had control over how much tension I had on on, on the on the on the noose. Oh, wow. But so you obviously want to now for the close-ups, the money shots, this is when you want to sell that you're dying. Uh, there was a lot of pressure just to say, okay, you got to do this properly because this is this is a, a big scene. Um, so I, I really pushed down so hard that on several, I mean, you obviously have go for different takes because they want this angle, that angle, and different interpretations. Uh, I remember having the writers and producers coming to me saying, great, Ken, um, but can you kind of die with your eyes open? And then they, okay, good, I'll do that. They come back and Jeez. say, okay, can you kind know, of do a bit of reaction? So I'm like, okay, guys, you know, my, my throat was killing me. But you, because of the adrenaline, you, you don't really, you just kind of go with it, right? You're in the moment. Um, and it was difficult to film because you wanted to get all those notes in your head. While well, selling the moments, um, so there's a lot of different things going through your head. Um, but after I left, got back to the hotel, and the next day my throat was just wrecked. Was wrecked. Um, couldn't really swallow. It was swollen. So I said, I need to go to the doctor. So went to the doctor. Said, Yeah, you've damaged your 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 you know your throat, um, and so they gave me meds for that. So that. I got to live with for a few more days afterwards, but it, I think, uh, you know, I'm, I'm relatively happy with the way it came out and was all worth, the, yeah. all worth the pain and effort of that. So it was, it was great to watch <laughs> and experience. <God. laughs> yeah, you can say that again. <laughs> <laughs> so I do like,
1: it, it's, it, it's crazy talking about that. And then looking back on, where you started, you know, as, as an extra on die another day, <laughs> which is still one of my favorite Bond films. It's just so much fun. But, uh, I guess like, you know, going from being an extra and then going back to South Africa, what was it like, you know, coming back home and getting into, and getting into the arts? Like how, how was that start for you to take a while to get things going? Or was it kind of a, a steady ascending process?
2: It it's, Demoralizing, but yet, you you know, you need to pay your dues and, and work your way up from that. Uh, I, I started when I came back. I, I mean, even at that time, what we're talking about 20 odd years ago, even more than that. Not a lot of opportunity for Asian actors, especially locally in South Africa. So you get the odd villain here and there and whatnot. So it was very... Few roles and even easy roles. I mean, even today, it's 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 getting better. But locally, it was difficult to get anything that was worth writing home about. But it was required to get your experience. So when you do go for those Hollywood productions, that you are prepared. Um, So it was just being patient. I mean, this is a patient patience game. Twenty years later, I think I'm kind of running out of that in a way. (laughs) <laughs> but um yeah i guess you have to be patient every role that you get do your best and hopefully that 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 uh that's baby steps to the next one and and that's how i kind of approached it with getting that next role getting that next role yes it may be a small role but at least you are you're acting opposite oscar oscar winners oscar winning directors emmy winners etc um and making the most of those opportunities and and just kind of keep going and 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 keep moving um, until you just never know, right? I mean, (laughs) somebody comes and does, I mean, we're talking about Andrew Koji, who plays Assam on Warrior. He was close to quitting acting um, and just thought, you know what, let's go for this one more. And boom, he's Mm. just finished the film with Brad Pitt. He's, he's, I mean, he's he's doing Snake Eyes with, with Henry Golding. So it just takes that one role, which you never know when's are going to come, right? I mean, you, <laughs> you you've seen actors in their 50s, 60s going, okay, a <laughs> bit on this treadmill. When's it going to happen? Um, but I think that's where. And I remember discussing this in drama school. My drama teacher said, to succeed in this business, you got to have uh, you, you, you got to have uh, that uh, stamina. Because the longer you you stay on that podium for everyone else is going to drop away and you're going to be that last person standing and is going to get the job, um, which back then you kind of go, Oh, whatever, dude. Um, but uh, I think I've seen a lot of my colleagues from drama school. They, they just gave up or, you know, and it's a tough industry. It's, it's yeah. very tough. Um, I'm sure everyone knows, knows that, um, but, I think you have to have the stamina and uh, that's what will sustain you, I think. Um, and look, the pandemic's been terrible for everyone, let's let's not kid. Uh, but speaking from the outlook of, of an actor, especially in South Africa, where 99% of my work comes from international productions. Um, and occasionally I get cast and we shoot elsewhere, but the majority of it's they shoot in South Africa. Um, and, you know, I just spoke to my agent now and saying that productions are still uh, not really uh, happening in South Africa, international productions because of the third wave that's that's hitting South Africa right now. It's probably worse than uh, when we left about a, just over a month ago. So it's just really having that stamina. And, you know, we, we're all in the same boat with this pandemic and just got to hang in, in there until things get better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just crazy.
1: Yeah. I will say, uh, I look up to, you know, performers like yourself and, and Andrew, cause I'm approaching my, you know, my thirties, I've been doing this for 10 years and I'm, you know, we, we have those moments of, should I be doing this? Yeah. Do I want to <laughs> serve beer, you know, Every <laughs> work day. at a bar Yeah, <laughs> with the odds of, and, and Steph here is usually my, you know, she helps me out with auditions and you know, just reading through some of the stuff that you could tell was not written with care. <laughs> just say, well, if I get this, that would be great. So yeah. uh, no, no, I, I thank you for, uh, I want to thank you for, you know, saying that because it, it is all about stamina. And that's something I'm slowly realizing more and more as the days goes on.
2: <laughs> well, you guys seem a lot younger than I am. So your stamina should be up there, you know. Uh, well, so. you
0: look about our age. So Seriously,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I like you lied on your bio. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I, sometimes I think I have to adjust my age range. You know, as I get get old a bit. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's. Um, hopefully, my shelf life extends with my age. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have um. A role that you would love to play like generally or even like if you could pick a character out of a show that you really enjoy or something like do you have something like that in mind are you kind of just happy to take whatever you can get
2: you you know for me I think we all have ideal character you want to play um I'm still waiting for that Mm -hmm. but I kind of I, I enjoy the crime drama thriller genre. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I mean, you guys know, you, you get a, a character on paper and you read X, Y, Z. The rest of the dotted line is kind of for you to fill in. And the director, producer might not actually have thought about that, but you bring so much of a different dimension. Yes, the, the, the blueprint of the character is there, but you kind of start coloring in the rest of it. Um, and I think that's where the enjoyment comes in for me. I think when I've got these small characters, it's like, okay, okay, well, I'm playing another gangster here. How can we make this guy different? And I think that's where the challenge comes in to play that character differently uh, to the, the previous character that you played. Um, I mean, whether it be a physicality or a, a, your accent or you know your tone of your voice, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I think one thing I also enjoy the best part of pre-production is is going for your fitting, uh, because the costume really kind of dictates the personality and character. Um, and you might go in with one direction of how a character would go and what the character is wearing. You step into th- with the costume designer, and they say, "Oh, here's what we have for you." Um, and I go, well, okay. Well, I actually didn't think of that, which is great because it's it's another layer." Um, and there's so many times it's ha- that's happened to me, um, that it's part of the actor's job to start colouring in this character that that, uh, that that's presented to you on 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 paper, um, and that's the fun part of it. But yeah, I, yeah, I mean, it would have been great, like on Warrior, to be that yeah, you know, kung fu kicking ass, scooting <laughs> up guy, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> you, you get oh, okay, well, Jacob's cool, but you know. <laughs> 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 so I think it's c- kind of playing that maybe not the typical hero, the anti-hero, somebody that that's not the lead. So to speak, mm-hmm. I mean, it'd be great to play a lead one day. Yeah. Um, but I think that's that's a great part of it is just to 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 fill in to color in that that character that yeah. directors and producers never have thought about, and um, that that's the fun part. Yeah. Yeah. What about
1: roles that uh, if there are any roles that you went out for maybe were close to getting but you didn't pick up? Do you have any roles or maybe one that sticks out more than anything that you wish you you picked up?
2: Man, yeah, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess they've they've already happened, but um, I think it's it's fun to to do uh, kind of doing a, a mix of things. I mean, you know, you do your big budget uh, films like Tomb Raider, which was really f- was fun to do. Um, and you get these little independent films, like I did a film called Five Fingers for Marseille. Mm. Um, and the director there, he, he, that was his first feature. Now he just finished a, I think it was a Paramount, Love and Monsters. It's on Netflix now. Uh, oh, wow. yes. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that guy, he is so talented. Um, so it was great to work with small independent films that you can kind of do your thing. Um, so, ones that I missed out, I, I mean, I actually auditioned for Mortal Kombat, believe it or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I know Joe Taslims was on Mortal Kombat. Uh, but that, I think, just those kind of films was was really, would have been great to just to play. Uh, but just something more dramatic, um, there's one that's still in the balance. I'm not going to say anything about, but I, I read the uh, the script to that, and it just seems something really interesting. So it's still on on ice at the moment. Um, so I, I'll say this much: I think it's for actually. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think yeah, it, it's what's come to my table so far has just really been more of the uh, the more like the Mortal Kombat's and and um, Shang Chi that would have been oh wow <laughs>
1: have,
2: i don't know if you guys saw the the the, the trailer for that yeah but um,
0: i haven't watched it yet
2: <laughs> yeah it looks pretty pretty fun to play um but yeah so we will wait and see i mean like i said it's a it's a waiting game and just to see what comes across a table but uh for the this 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 one that i uh, I did recently audition for we'll see what happens with it good that that it would be great to get. We can have another another session later on and I'll say, okay, that's the one. Hopefully, yes. I can say yeah. I got it. Oh. <laughs> well,
0: I just said to Tyler before you jumped on, I was like, he's got to get in on Fast and Furious because um Judge Haslam was in that.
2: um yeah, Jace, Jason, Jason was in one. Exactly. Like, come on, yeah. man! <laughs> I'm a Lin, a up, yeah, come on, Justin Lin Hooker brother, right?
0: Yeah, come.
1: He's in the 10th one. He doesn't want to say anything about it yet. Right, 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 right. Yeah. (laughs)
0: We'll
1: see, we'll
0: see. I also saw uh, in your bio and stuff um, that you've done some theater acting. Do you, is that something that you like kind of wanted to try because you'd already done some extra work and did film or was it just an opportunity? How did you feel about that versus working in film?
2: I I studied theater acting as well in drama school. And, mm-hmm. you know, once again, for Asian actor, a male Asian actor in South Africa, just for film and TV, where majority of the, the, uh, the there are more productions for that um, than theater productions. That was hard to come by. So for theater productions, that's even less of an opportunity. Um, but this opportunity came up to work with the uh, director and writers, very uh, famous in, in South Africa, Peter Dirk Ace. Um, and I had the opportunity to, to to uh, you know, uh, work on, on his play. And I'd never done a professional play before. And I'd done a bit of theatre in drama school and it was great. But for me, I love film and, and TV because the sets, I just love the collaborative efforts. Not saying that theatre is not a collaborative effort, but just, you know this it's so much bigger in terms of you get to be on on set or or be on on um on location um and but i thought you know what this was an opportunity i think i played was it four different characters
0: and oh wow like,
2: yeah something like that four or five different characters and with peter dirk ace who was he's an icon in south africa um and i did that just and also to get the experience I have never done a long, well, long-running play being a, a month uh, for me, uh, but it was interesting to see how I would fare in doing a play that performing five five times a week the same play. Um, so I thought, well, this will be interesting to do, and I did that, and it was quite a challenge. I mean, it's so nerve-wracking that you go, okay, I don't know if you guys have done theatre before. But you behind the curtains, there's an audience there. And it's like, okay, you go on. There's no turning back. There's no one yelling cut. You just got to go. So that was nerve wracking for me. I'm quite nervous uh, in front of live audiences. Um, But I think once you get over that and you're in the moment and you just play with it. And I remember you kind of hit a brick wall of doing the same thing every day, every day, same. Mm. But I think what I learned from that was once you kind of break through that to find different ways of interpreting a line or a move or something that that that's fresh that kind of it's an actor's gym, right? Um, to to just work different different muscles or whatever the case may be. Um, and once you kind of break through that that wall and just play and play differently and just live in the moment. Um, I really enjoyed that experience. So uh but apart from that, I never really got any more additions, um, or never really looked into more of the theatre stuff mm-hmm. uh, because of the limited opportunities in South mm-hmm. Africa. Um, but uh, I, I kind of dabbled with the idea of running writing a, a one man play. But, Uh-oh. but yeah, so we'll see. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> yeah, theater, theater is, what our, is where I, I
0: live. Tyler's the film uh-huh. TV. Yeah. I work in theater. So that's why I was curious um, to see what yeah. you thought. Because it is, they're t- two entirely different beasts. Um, so and so it's just interesting to hear people who have done both.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, I, I don't know from how you find it going from performing to a big audience to kind of coming into this little, little cocoon that you just have to whisper the camera does all the work for you. But I find it really difficult to project because I was used to film and TV. So you just kind of have to whisper and just kind of do this and just to look to the camera. And that was it. But now you got to, you got to amplify your whole performance. And it was rough. I was like, damn. Yeah. It's, it's a workout. So by the end of the night, I was done. I mean, especially um, performing several different characters and just kind of getting your head in, in check for making sure, okay, you got the the accent for that one, the physicality for that one, right? And so many aspects to it. Um, but that was tough to project to, you know, a bigger uh, um, space. is It's really difficult. So, yeah, I enjoyed the experience. Cool. Oh. I you have more
1: uh, more clout and ability than most of us actors can <laughs> can muster to go on stage and say, no, no, no I, I I'm going to try this out. Let's let's do that I, I could do stand up comedy day and night. I could never do a theatrical performance. Yeah, That's see, too much.
2: I think that, oh, man, I take my hat off to stand up. <laughs> oh, do you do could it? do it. Do do that? <laughs> <laughs> That's scary. I mean, you go with an audience sitting there, going, "Okay, make me laugh." Mm-hmm. <laughs> How funny are you? That's pressure. <laughs> that is pressure. That's yeah. At least in, in theatre, it's like, okay, well, let's kind of see what happens. You know, and yeah. that audience is a bit more thoughtful and polite and mm-hmm. you know, open to. But oh man, stand up. That's a that's a beast. That's a monster. Yeah, so I take mean, my hat to you.
1: No, I, I'm tipping my hat. It's a simultaneous, you know, half tipping. tipping. So <laughs> <laughs> first, uh, what, I mean, speaking of pressure, what do you, obviously you have, you have your, uh, your, your kiddo, you have your one-year-old, but do you have something that takes the pressure off of, you know, living through, you know, days of anxiety of <laughs> either auditioning yeah. or waiting to hear back? What what do you do to keep yourself calm?
2: Yeah. This interview with you guys, this is my break. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> It's been unrelenting. I think since the pandemic hit, uh, not having uh, worked, I mean, I think this year, a couple of projects have come my way. um, And uh, they were mostly local South African projects, which I I, I kind of politely declined on a few of them. Um, Just that I just want to do quality rather than quantity. Um, But I won't lie, I think this year and, and a bit, it's just really been thinking of, first of all, my wife was pregnant during the pandemic and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's new to everyone, right? Uh, you're trying to find vlogs on on other parents who are, are pregnant during a pandemic, what the heck do you do? So that was like anxiety level. I mean, being pregnant on its own is just, it's stressful enough, add that the pandemic um, so it was really trying to find your, your way through it and just being a first-time parent that um, that took a lot of work and, and effort. And even now, oh my gosh, um, we moved. My, my wife got a job offer in February, so it was kind of tying up everything in South Africa, moving over here, being quarantined. My one-year-old got an infection, infected finger in quarantine, got out of quarantine, and it was like, okay, we need to get to the hospital. She had surgery. So it was just been unrelenting. Um, so, and break? I don't have a break until she <laughs> goes to sleep at night. And even then, you know, at night, I'm like, okay, I can do what I want to do, but then I, I start falling asleep. <laughs> I'm like, well, what, what, what time do you have? So uh, right now, it's, it's just trying to get us settled. I think that's the first important thing is trying to get us settled. Um, we still need to find our own place. Still, we, We're still on the company's dime on a hotel. So it's just really getting us settled, getting our little one-year-old into a routine because it's just been been crazy on her. We've been moved so many times. Uh, it took us like three weeks to get over her jet lag, which was nuts. Wow. So, um, so to have a break... What's that right now? <laughs> uh, so it's it's really, and that's why this was a, a breath of fresh air just to to speak to you guys, you know, about the industry and uh, get touching yeah. base with that again, you know. So um, it's 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 been tiring. I yeah, just wanna...
0: <laughs> you sound like every new parent I know.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. I don't know if you guys have kids, but. Um... <laughs>
0: Uh, nope, just still an auntie. That works for me. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs>
2: yeah. You can hand them back like after 10 minutes saying, okay, thank you. Very uh-huh. much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I take my hat off to to parents who have more than one kid, um, and who are homeschooling online homeschooling right now. Oh, oh wow. man. I don't know how they do it. I don't That's know. That's crazy. Do it. Yeah. So this, you know, that, that, uh, that old saying of "This is my biggest role that I'm playing is the the role of father." Uh-huh. That's, that's, that's what's happening right now, and I think everything will happen in good time, uh, whatever happens. But uh, I've been been thankful and fortunate. But sometimes just wrecking my brain, going
0: "Why?"
2: Just please eat. Um, but it's been it's been good to just bond with her. I think a lot of parents don't have that that um, that opportunity to really bond with their The child or children but I certainly have had my share um, to bond with her so it's been it's been good fun on on the other hand not all bad so yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Is there any other part of the industry that you could see yourself transitioning into if you know the time comes where you're like I'm kind of done with acting but I want to still you know do you dabble in writing would you consider directing anything like that?
2: Yes um funny you mentioned that uh, I actually brought a a pitch and uh, an idea with uh, my cousin just a, a film idea that we we f- fleshed out and uh I was we actually pitched it to a, a South African broadcaster um but then everything kind of hit a brick wall because they were going through a big restructuring um Thing. Um, so, I mean, they liked our idea, but they were going through restructuring and then we heard we were moving. So everything just got put on mm-hmm. ice. So uh, definitely, um, we I have been writing um, and we, we're we going to be pitching again. Um, so watch the space and we'll see. Because I, I think, especially, I mean, I think all actors around the world, we, we have similar things of, okay, you, if you can't, Unless you're hitting it big time and you, you, you're getting those regular roles. You, you, I mean, even the most successful actors, I mean, you look at everyone. They've got their own production companies. They're acting, they're writing, they're producing, they're directing, they're doing everything. So I think it's just a different dimension. And I'm sure you guys love the film and TV industry acting. Um, but it's just kind of adding to to your, 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 um, your abilities um, and just the passion for it. I mean, I love film. Uh, TV I'm sure you guys do too so you want to tell stories and I think especially for I mean no one's gonna write you a role specifically unless you know somebody you know uh, well and that's 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 making it big but I think especially for myself in South Africa to really get those meaty parts why not write something especially when you <laughs> a lot of the times I go I watched so much stuff on TV and I go, wow, they actually got money to make that. <laughs> okay, well, you know,
0: uh-huh. then
2: actually get on, on, on that bus, right? And and do it. And and really, hats off to them for actually even getting something that wasn't great, but they got it on on film and TV. And mm-hmm. I mean, we all know how difficult it is to even put something together and, and, and sell it. So hats off to them. So I thought, well damn, you know, let's start writing something. And I think uh, what we wrote was a a pretty solid script Um, and I just want to get it made. And um, uh, I think writing the script is the easy part. It's it's (laughs) selling it, getting somebody to buy it and actually making it. Uh, How often do you hear of productions shelving a project that gets 10 years, 15 years to get made? Um, And these are not unknown people. These are... You know, uh, people in 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 very influential positions that still struggle to get uh, you know projects made. So that, that's the challenge. And I, I think this is a really great time for uh, South African production companies, specifically. I mean, I'm obviously speaking from my ex- my experience, but Netflix and uh, other. I mean, everyone knows Netflix and their business model of shooting stuff in South Africa has really opened the, the doors for uh, local producers and directors, writers to hone their skills and actually have something that a, a worldwide audience is going to see as opposed to just a local audience. Um, and that, obviously, you've you got to have a certain standard, I would say, uh, to, to have it get made, I hope. Um, but uh, i think that this is a really good time for for south africans to to be doing a thing so let's let's hope things will happen but yeah. we'll see from malaysia yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm settling in just also seeing the lay of the land here in the industry and and seeing what uh international productions come to shoot shoot here as well just to uh, get my head around that and 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 see what the industry is like here as well. So I mean, especially Asia. I mean, it's yeah. <laughs> hello, <It's> audience <laughs> of a, of twenty billion or something crazy. So it's <laughs> we'll we'll see what what uh, what Asia has to offer and what opportunities there are.
1: Yeah, I'm curious. When uh, your rep said that you had moved to Malaysia, I was curious if you were filming something or if you had, had you know been involved in the industry on that side of the world as well so was it just south africa have you worked in malaysia before or was this just you know just moving and then kind of figure it out from there
2: yeah we my wife and i have never ever been to malaysia oh, um, no she way. was offered a job here so we're like okay well yeah let's go where we've never somewhere where we've never been um, so it was more for, for my wife, she uh, she moved within the company, a great company, and um, so they relocated us, um, and I thought, well, in South Africa, nothing much was happening at that time anyway, um, and it just, it was, I mean, we've always spoken about going overseas and living in another country, yeah. um, especially if you've had the opportunity of help from, from whatever company to help you with this whole relocation and um, that's really eased the the whole move so yeah I mean I, I married a, uh, my wife's in finance so you know I think I was clever enough to n- marry someone not in, in the film <laughs> <world>. <laughs> you know at least finance is some sort of uh, you know, guaranteed job Yeah, and, uh, yeah. worldwide <laughs> I mean, if we were both actors, game over right nope. now. You know, so. But uh, yeah, it it was more a move for for her growing her career. Um, and now I'm playing the real life Jacob of tending to <laughs> to my wife's needs. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm holding down the fort, and uh, while well, she she brings home the bacon for now. So hopefully we'll we'll see once we get settled and. Yeah, I, I miss being on set. Uh, I'm sure you guys do as well. Yeah. Um, it's just I miss hearing that lights, sound, speed, and action. You know, it's it's such a magical world. It really mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's hopefully. coming
0: back. It's where it, we're getting there. I feel like so. You know, um, the one thing I do feel like this pandemic has done is is foster a lot of creative ideas for all of you actors who are sitting around doing nothing so you're all writing things and coming up with things and stuff so hopefully it's there's trying gonna to say be... stuff <laughs> 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 looking at you tyler in your office all the time
2: <laughs> um, so you're going to be producing a film tv show soon right i'll be uh,
0: yes
1: <laughs> i mean we're uh my mentor and i are in the process of you know getting two shows hopefully, fingers crossed, developed one through a streamer and the other through, you know, some private financiers and see if we can get that okay. done. So if uh, you're free yeah.
2: the, the next
1: year the and me a just half.
2: you're about one year old, I'll, I'll let you know in a bit, okay?
0: <laughs> <laughs> she could be in it too. You could just have, she could be an extra. <laughs>
2: okay. <laughs> we'll, 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 hope, we'll hope for that at least. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, good for you, really, really. um, Get it done. I think we need that, you know, especially right now. It's just, you need to, an outlet for creativity and just to, to have, to keep your sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I
1: I think if I, if I didn't have, you know, I started behind the camera before I ever got into acting. So if I didn't have, you know, writing, Mm -hmm. I would go absolutely nuts. I'd be watching reality TV like (laughs) mad and <laughs> just flubbing auditions. So, uh, yeah, creative outlets are just, God, they're, they're, they're very much needed. So I hope, uh, yeah. you know, in between you know, taking care of your, your kiddo, maybe you have a second, you see a monologue, you go, oh, okay, oh, so that'd be fun to do. And then, oh, you know, back to <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh, making the food or,
2: <laughs> you know, doing self tapes, it's, yeah, it's, it's been challenging to find, you got to find gaps find a very, very limited gaps in between, uh, you know, doing, uh, I mean, we, we're pretty secure in that we, we don't have, I mean, we only have, uh, the, they come to clean the apartment once a week, but we are quite, we, 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 really careful. I mean, the, the numbers here are quite high, so we don't want to be really exposed to any helpers coming in, whatever the case may be. And there's what they call a movement control order, which is basically a total lockdown until 28th of June. that's supposed to be lifting, uh, but I think wow. they're going to be extending that. So, um, I mean, we even within our apartment block, we can't even take our little one-year-old to play on the, in the on the playground or go to the <laughs> swimming. So, no it's way. been. Like, how do you how do you let her loose mm-hmm. and just let her be? You know, I mean, at least we can take a walk in uh, <laughs> in that uh, that area, um, but to do self-tapes, it's I mean, to try to find your gap. Um, and um, it's, yeah. yeah, it's challenging to say the least, but um, everyone everyone has their, their challenges, right? Uh, Definitely. Just, uh, yeah, a little packaged one-year-old. So yeah. <laughs> That kind of actually is a a
0: perfect lead into one of my favorite questions to ask our guests is, um, because our our industry is so unique, um, and we have a lot of listeners who aren't in the industry at all, um, I love to ask guests, like, is there something that you do as an actor or have had to do on set or whatever that is normal because it's what actors do, but for anybody else would be like, I can't believe you did that or that happened, you know? It's kind of like, I like to call it the party story, like this crazy thing happened that for us, yeah, it's, that's just another day at work,
2: but. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, for me, one of the standout moments was, uh, I worked with Matthew McConaughey uh, first on The Dark Tower. Um, and then I did a film called Serenity with with him again. Um, and we were shooting in Mauritius, uh, the scene was just, the two of us, um, uh, we shot the scene, but it was, I mean, your first thought is, okay, I'm, I'm here with an Oscar winner. Uh, so bring your <laughs> goods to the party. And I remember just before they called action, I was like, okay, going through my lines in my head and you know, the blocking and everything. And I just thought, okay, I'm just about to walk on to speak to Matthew McConaughey and I have to do it in, in an accent. Um, And this is an Oscar winner and I SH1T my pants just (laughs) thinking of that. But I mean, once again, they yell action and you just got to do your thing, right? And uh, so we did the scene, whatever. And afterwards, I mean, we went back to the green room or the holding area, just chill. It was just him and myself just sitting there and, you know, it it was, I'm, I'm still starstruck. But uh, it's not as if I got a selfie with him. I, uh, I wish I was with that guy, but my wife always says, You should have gotten a photo with him. But I'm like, I don't know. It feels a bit awkward for me. <laughs> but we're just shooting this shit about life and acting uh, with Matthew McConaughey, and we're just talking. Wow. Um, awesome. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that you, it's interesting to read about. About these big stars and how they are, um, whether it's true or not. And now you get to work with them and just to kind of hang out and 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 speak to them as as normal human beings, which they obviously are, <laughs> unless I was mistaken. Um, but it was just surreal just to sit there and you know chilling with Matthew McConaughey talking about acting and and life. Um, so that was just okay. <laughs> <laughs> and on to the next thing. So. Yeah, it was it was just mind blowing for me to, to have these opportunities, you know. So yeah, oh, but it's yeah. kind of funny because <laughs> um, when I, Stephen Knight, our uh, director and writer of Serenity, which I, I think I love his stuff, um, he was introducing me, and I said to, "Oh hi, Matthew, uh, you know, it's me, Kenneth. I worked with you on the Dark Tower," and he's like. Had to kind of flip through his, his memory box. And I, then I could see his, I'm like, what? He doesn't remember me. And then he went, oh, wait, yes, I remembered you. And I was like, thank goodness you remembered me, but he could have been acting that out. I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, we did that big shootout scene together, you know, but um, <laughs> yeah, it was kind of, it was fun to, to hang out with him. And he was, yeah, he, he's an amazing guy.
0: That's awesome.
1: And that's always great to hear that, you know, that he was a great guy and it
2: wasn't, you know, a, yeah. a horrible experience. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but um, I think, and, and that's where sometimes projects come in few and far between, but when you get those moments um, to get to work with such accomplished artists, really artists, that you go, okay, that's kind of f- filled my fuel tank for a little bit to keep me going to the next thing. Um, and I think that's really important for whatever your situation may be and whatever your experience may be that you you kind of get to refuel your tank because you guys know you need a lot of fuel and mm-hmm. extra load just to kind of keep going. Um, and we, I think at the end of the day, it's just the love for it. If, if you kind of keep going at that fuel and just keep going, you got to do it. Yeah, that's a, a perfect segue
1: into uh, you know, another question we ask everybody is what if you have any what sort of advice do you have for those either looking to get into the industry or maybe you're you know we're on the same spot right now in the middle of COVID trying to navigate our career do you have any advice to to keep those people going?
2: Yeah, um, turn 180 degrees and run for the hill. <laughs>
1: That's the most honest answer you've ever had.
2: But have, you know, if you have a spouse or a partner that's in the finance industry, then go for it. it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: That's amazing.
2: um, Trust me, I have that thought in my mind a lot because it's, you know, but now, honestly. I often have this conversation with my wife going, oh, man, it's been tough and, you know, um, what do I do? And more often than not, I often uh, answer my own question is that I look back on what I've done. And even especially the family, friends that that you grew up with, that they go, wow, you actually have done X, Y, Z, and I'm impressed. Um, And I think looking back, it just justifies everything that I've tried to work my ass off to do. Um, and I'm by no means cracked it and, and, and living it, but what I've done, I'm, I'm pretty proud of. Um, and the people I've worked with, especially, I think that's that's just, i I've never imagined. I mean, I've worked with Alicia Vikander, Matthew McConaughey, Idris Elba, William H. Macy. I mean, these are, you know, the list, I want to extend that list put it that way um so when you're in doubt you just got to kind of dig deep i know it's such a cliche but i rather would have tried it and failed than not tried it because i can guarantee you uh, for, for myself at least if you thought 20 years ago like if i just started then where would i have been today right it's it's kind of similar to to working out when you have a a when you have a program that you want to do and you kind of skip out every day and you're like, "Oh man, if I just started that program and stuck with it, I could have been, you know, built up by the end of it. So I kind of think of it the same way. Yes, it's daunting. Yes, it's challenging. But life is challenging right now. Right. And rather challenge yourself to do something that you love than something that you're not really passionate about. You know, I, 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 I let go of a family business that was successful. To something that was totally 180 of of what was expected of me, and um, some may say it's it's admirable. Some may go, it's just downright crazy. But I think looking back, you uh, you 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 got to, you got to just jump in there and do it at the end of the day because you don't want to have regret. But I think you this day and age, if you have a plan B, it's always good to have, um, whether it be working a side job or something else. Uh, I think that's to jump totally in it. I, I admire those guys who just go to to LA and, and just be in the muck with the rest of the world, trying to get that one job. That scared me. Um, and, and I think that's where you got to be. Think about it carefully in terms of how you can do it a different way with trying to achieve that same goal. So for me, it was, okay, I won't go to, to, to LA and just be in the grind. Uh, Perhaps that might have a better outcome, I don't know. But I wanted to have that comfort of having friends and family and a familiar surrounding, Um, especially when Hollywood productions are coming to South Africa uh, to to shoot. And that's where you get your opportunity to say, okay, well, let me build my resume up with these big budget productions or well-known productions with uh, well-known people, build that up. And then when you have that under your belt, then you can might maybe you know have uh, have a talk with the the an agent or a manager in LA and say, look, I've got X Y Z. Can you take me on? I think you. I thought, okay. Well, if I did that, I'd have a much better chance of of cold calling or just you know dropping your resume off and and whatever uh, at these agencies. It gives you uh, more of an advantage. I'd like to think. Um. Once again, I can only speak from my perspective, and I know other actors in LA. That's it's it's tough. It's tough, um, but so that's what I would try recommend is try. Yes, passion is great and everything, but just try and find a formula that works with you and that that's that makes sense. That you you don't you know live on on water and bread every day. You know, so <laughs> make your situation work for you.
1: Ah, wonderful, I, love yeah, it. I like that. <laughs>
0: It's just, it's an important reminder for yeah. for people, you know, um, because it's doable. You just have to, yeah, figure it out.
2: Exactly. I mean, you hear countless stories of Brad Pitt living in, you know, when they started out, living out of their car and you do that daily grind. So mm-hmm. yeah, the success rate is a lot lower than um, then, then the rest of us who are are, are trying to make it, so yeah. yeah. So I mean, the failure rate is 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 high, but you could be that, you know, two percent of that success. You just don't know, and I, I think rather try it uh, than not re- than mm-hmm. than regret it. So yeah. at least you've tried. And
0: I would even argue, like you know, I consider you to be a very successful actor. Okay, Absolutely. sure, you're not Brad Pitt, but like. Uh, you've done some really awesome things and you're still working and you're still doing stuff like to me that's success you know and i think like there's that idea too of reshaping you don't have to be an oscar winner not that that wouldn't be amazing but you could be <laughs> successful without you know yeah having the crazy fame
2: <laughs> i think there's different levels of what you deem success right i think i mean even the a-list actors might go well i still have to work at it uh I was mm. speaking to Michael Matthews uh, about um, the director of Love and Monsters. And he was in. He was telling me about a story, which I won't get into much because he told me in confidence. But basically, it was really people you, who are well-known people are still trying to hustle. They mm. need to hustle. Uh, you think from the outside, think they have achieved something. But I think that standard just gets upped every time. You, you mm-hmm. think that success. You get to that level. Uh, and then it's like, wait, this isn't success. I need to get to that next level. So it's yeah. it's really every everyone's standard is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think when you get to that level, you just want to up it. I think that's just human nature. We yeah. want to we want to get better every time. So thank you for saying that. <laughs> uh, it makes me go, okay, well, not too bad, Ken. Not too bad. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think I've I've been fortunate to, like I said, look back and just. Stuff that I've done and and Warrior, most recently, was something that I'm really proud of, Um, and that's about time that was, you you know, these stories were done. I mean, Bruce Lee's story, that only took 50 years to put to screen, so that I'm immensely proud of. And just to be, I mean, I remember getting the word that I I got to play Jacob, and just to have that association indirectly with Bruce Lee, the man himself, and to meet uh, Shannon was just yeah, it was a pinch yourself moment. You don't really want to pinch yourself in case you wake up. But, you know, it's like, oh wait, let's just enjoy the moment. Um, but I think, yeah, it's I'm just so 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 blessed uh, and fortunate to be part of Warrior.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's an amazing project, and you, I mean your performance in it, and like like you said. Especially the the penultimate episode just broke our hearts. So we uh, uh, honestly, like, I would love to just keep touching base with you. You know, maybe like once a year, and just seeing each level of your career as we go up. It's like oh. tie, whatever level it's,
2: I thought I reached now, it's just going.
1: Is Ken coming back? No, he's at the Oscars this year. <laughs> he's, he's not coming back. I don't. know. He's too good for us now. Something, something else. Uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, like building on top of either.
2: you just. Think...
1: <laughs> I I yeah, do want to yeah. to see like building on top of that. Is there anything that you wanted to plug for your episode? It could be you know it could be Warrior. It could be something that you're working on right now, or things that you're you know hoping come to full fruition.
2: You know. The thing is, I've been thinking a lot about, I've taken myself off social media. I think there's just really a lot of noise out there right now. Um, I know people may call me crazy for for just doing that, but I think it's made me reassess what's important. And I hate to kind of get philosophical and, and all that kind of stuff. But first of all, I think, man, follow your dream because I wouldn't have done more if I didn't, um, which I'm so proud of. But I think right now, man, it's just to find to find that that happiness in your own own craziness right now. Um, I, th- I mean, for me, that's what what I'm doing. It's it's yeah, film is great, and I love doing it. But to kind of refocus on on what really matters to you, um, and that's what I've been kind of grappling with, and, and just really enjoying what what means. The most to you and I think it's going to be different for everybody yeah. so but having said that um I'm really yeah. excited to see warrior season three coming uh yeah it it, it you know when 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 uh, we didn't I mean when we finished shooting season two it was like man it so many cliffhangers and so many fans are going guys what we can't leave it here um <laughs> I'm really looking forward to season three as as a fan of, of Warrior and I can't, can't wait to see what happens to all the characters. Uh, uh and and I have to say the 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 martial arts is just sublime. Brett Chan with his team, I mean, they had guys from all over the world and they really brought it. They really did. So um yeah, guys, keep watching Warrior season three. Probably gonna have to wait until twenty twenty three. <laughs> yeah, so we'll all have to oh. binge watch one and two again just before we watch season three <laughs> because it's a long time to wait. I mean, even for season two, yeah. we shot that in 2019, and I'm like, guys, it's so long until it came out. I'm like, why did it, you know, it took so long to come out? Now we have to wait until 2023. So <laughs> it's, uh, so but, long. Uh, That's it's long. long, it's long, it's yeah. Oh. It's really yeah, so but uh, I'm looking forward to that, and I hope Warrior fans and you guys that haven't watched Warrior yet, uh, give it a bash. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be something for everyone. I mean, my wife and a few of my sister, actually, they martial art genre was not their thing, and I'm like, I don't want to watch this. They loved it. Um, and my wife won't hold back on something she doesn't like, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> so... But uh, yeah, she really enjoyed Warrior and so did a few other people that I didn't expect uh, would have enjoyed Warrior that that enjoyed it. So yeah, it's not for everyone. It's violent. But I think in season two, there's a lot more depth to the plots and the characters that, that uh, you know, that, that would make it worthwhile. Yeah.
1: God, 2023.
2: Damn it. <laughs> Stop saying it because I'm like, damn it's fine.
0: We'll just secretly hope for like a yeah. surprise, a sneak attack in 2022.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a I won't hold my it. breath. <laughs>
2: I won't hold my breath.
1: Yeah, yeah that'd be great if
2: you came up with it came
0: Well, Ken, thank you so much. This was really, really great to talk Seriously. with you and and uh, listen to your story. Um, we really, really appreciate you joining us today.
2: Oh, it's my pleasure thank you for inviting me it's been it's been a blast uh, and uh, great chatting to you guys really yeah
0: yeah uh, we're gonna do our quick plug and then you're gonna help us say goodbye um right. so uh <laughs> friends listeners countrymen
1: um <laughs> oh my god that happened
0: <laughs> uh, Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for listening again this week. Um, As you know, uh, we are on all podcast platforms. So if you haven't yet subscribed to us, uh, please do so. Also, ratings, reviews, all of those good things help us out and get these stories to more people. You can also follow us on all social media, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you um, are, you know, back to work and you're making some dollars and you want to support us, uh, we also have a Patreon. um, And you can find us, uh, Pretend World's Real People podcast on that as well.
1: All right. More countrymen. (laughs) If you're somebody who uh, you're just starting out your journey in the arts, you're venturing out, or if you, you're you someone who have been working in this industry for a while and want to come on the show to share your story, we'd love to talk to you. So please send us an email at pwrp.pod at gmail.com. will get back to you right away to figure out when we can record. Yeah. yeah. So I, uh, yeah, I think that's time for the awesome part of the episode, right?
0: Right. We, um, this is where we get very unprofessional because we still haven't figured out how to do this professionally. We just say (laughs) a very awkward goodbye. Um, So just, you know, join us and uh, Tyler, count us down.
1: (laughs) All right. We're going to do the Wayne's World countdown. And once you do the Wayne's World countdown, we're going to go for the most awkward goodbye you could muster. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> right? it's honest right it's honest but yeah guys oh yeah
1: just, oh yeah just be <laughs>
2: safe right. out there uh even at in awkward times be safe be safe <laughs> <laughs> And
0: oh it's so long this time bye ciao um, see you later <laughs>